What's good, everybody? I'm John Zastrzemski, host of New York, New York with JJ, the first podcast on the Ringer and Spotify dedicated to you, the New York sports fan. We've got episode three nights a week, plus bonus episodes whenever news breaks. So make sure you follow the show on Spotify. Long ago in the town of Aberdeen lived a little dragon. Now this dragon didn't know it yet, but he would one day change the landscape of sports entertainment. He battled demons, injuries, doubt. However, this didn't stop him. He strived for greatness and rose to become an icon in the world of professional wrestling. This is an ode to Brian Danielson. To the people that said he was too small. From the powers that be that said his style and persona and principles wouldn't carry over. To the world who watched, rooted for, cried, and felt every hardship that he went through. From the injuries, to the red-eye flights, to the gyms, to the empty bingo halls all across the world who got to witness what we already knew. Brian Danielson is a movement. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryant, the American Dragon, the Eco Champ, the Short Guy, the Underdog, the Vegan, the Husband, the Father, the Son, showed the world that he is box office. The Alpha to the Omega. He is sports entertainment. He is what I love about this industry. He is class personified, and I thank him for taking me, us, we, on this journey. Oh man, good morning, good morning, salutations, my people, Mac Mania Podcast, we back in the building, man, I don't think y'all know how, like, early it is, it's early for my boys right now, my boys is up right out in Bushytail, and I was gonna come in here, and I was gonna talk like, man, it's early, and then I realized my boy is three hours early, it's like 6.45 for them recording, so I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut, good morning, top of the morning, fellas. Good, good morning, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Pull back that curtain. It is a early morning, but you know what? There's no place I'd rather be besides bed. <laughs> I thought she was gonna say here with me. Damn, K Babe is dead, y'all. It's true. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm so tired of y'all right now. It's 9:45. I'm like, oh, hold on, man. My, my, my boys is my boys is on the, in LA. Let me keep my let me keep my mouth shut. Man, when an alarm goes off in the morning, would you not trade anything? to just be able to keep sleeping in though in that moment a second the alarm goes off and you're in bed i think if if someone came up and said jack you have to give everything you own and you get another hour i'd say deal yeah, take, take, take everything but my eyes look no but, yo i'd like to welcome everybody listening to the mac media podcast i really appreciate y'all for joining us man i got flowbeetle.com hey. i got real real jack farmer in the building um we had extreme rules we had a whole bunch of things going down man we had omega versus brian danielson we we had a whole bunch of great stuff in a week, man. A whole lot of things happened during the week. But um, you hit me up, Jack, man, and you wanted to you wanted to address um, the thing about Joe Gacy. I didn't know that much about it. I read a little bit about it. What were your thoughts, man? Let's open the show on some on some on a topic. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. So what I what I've been reading, and I'm not a journalist. I just read things on the internet and then act like what the hell you doing right on the show off, right <laughs> off the bat. I shot the self awareness. I just read stuff. You know, I just I just, I just speculate. That's all I do. <laughs> But so this guy on NXT 2.0, he comes out and he has the this is going to be a safe place kind of character. And apparently it got picked up by Fox News. They reported on it. And now NXT is taking the character off of TV and they are scrubbing him from history. They didn't like it. And for me, it's it's just interesting that you have a character 
that they always talk about how do you get that mainstream media? How do you get it outside of just the wrestling sphere? As soon as it happens, they say, let's take a step back and forget this. This is kind of, it's like they said they wanted the smoke, they got the smoke, and now they're like, maybe we didn't want the smoke. Uh, see, they, one of the good things and the worst things about professional wrestling is that the characters are always a slice of what's going on, right? Like, Sergeant right, Slaughter right, right, didn't right. have to turn heel and join the Iraqi Foolishes, but he did, dang it. And so I, I think it got picked up for being like a, a, a shot against anti-wokeness, and I guess right. at that point, at, at the point in time, I think the company was like, we're not even going to play those games. Like, there's not, It doesn't make sense to split the fan base like that, especially as uh, Tribute for the Troops is around the corner. But you're right, it is unfortunate for Joe Gacy. Guy has, like, what, 15 years experience, a former Evolved champion. You gave him a spot on 2.0. The show is basically revamped for someone like him and go, yeah, we're going to do something else. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so my my thing about the whole situation is what they they knew what they were doing, right? Why'd they greenlight it? That's that's my he, point. It's not exactly. like he went rogue. It's not like he went rogue. He would never have done that, dude. He would. He didn't go rogue because they'd have pulled like the mic or went to break or cut him off or had bad news bear come and hit him with the bull hammer or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I got some bad news. That character was so underrated, man. Uh, <laughs> he, oh, yeah, yo, yeah, it really was. You hear my accent there, Monge? That joint was beautiful, man. <laughs> the best British accent ever. But people be hating on my British accent. Y'all kick uh, rocks. <laughs> you know, it's. But I look back at they've done. Some Similar things like this, whether it be the Planets Champion with Daniel Bryan, whether it be uh. like Straight Edge Society, where you have this character that, in in a lot of ways, has a good intention character, but it's turned up to a degree that it becomes annoying and you hate them. Uh, it, it, even less successfully, I guess, right to censor in a way was that we're trying to be good people, but you hate us for it. Uh, <laughs> so they've done it before; it's worked before. This one actually just broke through, and for me, it just seems crazy that you have someone that breaks through and you cancel it instead of saying, "Let's capitalize on it. Let's use this. Uh, let's use this as a chance to put him on like uh, morning talk shows and things so, like that, and get so it out was, there more." So was Gacy? So was he? Was he for what conservatives? Was it conservative friendly? Is that what? Is that what it was? Or is it? Was it liberal friendly? What was the? I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out which side. So it, so it seemed to me that it was, it was open to interpretation. It felt like it was just a guy, individual, had a little bit of like that 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 church basement, not church, but the church basement vibes. Like, come on down yeah. afterward, we'll have a little bit of a talk or whatever. But I think the fact that we got interpreted that way, which to me is a symptom of a, of a bigger issue. I felt like NXT 2.0 has a mission, even though all wrestling fans are like, what's the whole deal of everything? I think they're trying to do a certain demographic, a certain age group, a certain kind of sensibility, a certain kind of um, I don't know, a, a demographic for lack of a better term, and this was different. In fact, Fox News, which is pretty much an old media, like it's it's really, it, it, yeah. the people who watch Fox News tend to be older. I think it was kind of like, okay, this group loves this character, loves what it's talking about, yeah. we're out, we're out. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to me, man. Like I said, I know it's, I know people don't like to hear, but it's true, man. They are, there's typically two sides of the coin. There are conservatives, there's right and there's left. And I, and like in spoiler alert, and there are people that do have these views. I know it's crazy, man, but I got I got to address certain things, no matter what I am. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of them chocolate brothers, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a liberal guy. I'm one of them guys. You know, I'm wholesome, man. I was broke when I was growing up. I kind of support the middle class and whatnot. I, I ain't never been in the top one percent. You know what I mean? Y'all can't be EC three. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> hey, but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I kind of thought it was kind of refreshing that they were doing that. I said, but I said, listen, I, I don't, I don't mess with the powers that be. I don't mess with the top brass. What the hell do I know? I thought it could have been a little 
little interesting to ruffle a little bit of feathers every now and again. Everybody's too damn comfortable nowadays, man. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little feather ruffling. Isn't that exactly what the character was supposed to be? Yes! Ruffling feathers? And isn't that what wrestling is? It's conflict. You want people to get emotionally attached to it or against it or hate it or love it. You want that. So, again, it doesn't... It was weird to me that in a play, especially NXT 2.0, where that's kind of the whole point is to try this stuff out and do this stuff and see how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Guys, what you guys think? If you guys are listening to this, man, drop drop us something on the, on the Twitter sphere. Let us know what you think. I'm curious, man, because I, I don't because I don't want this to torpedo like his you know his NXT career forever. That's what I'm worried about. Oh yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Does he Kobe get Does he get another crack at it? I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. And I hate not to compare it, though, but it's very interesting how sometimes characters get repackaged or sometimes, we one, we accept it, like a Zip Coulter, it gets repackaged as something else or it gets cut mm. off like a Muhammad Hassan. And you don't really want someone to not be able to perform based on something out of their control, but it, it really comes down to what, what the plan is. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's yeah. That's a hell of a segue, man. Speaking of repackaging, there was a repackage last night. Um, I heard I seen it. It wasn't in the dark matches. This is why dark matches get on my nerves because fans don't want to keep their damn mouth shut. So they already leaked it to a brother. So it wasn't a surprise to a brother. That's why I stay off the Twitter sphere every now and again. Um, Keith with Bearcat Lee came out. Um, paying homage to one of the one of the old oldest African American wrestlers, he came out. He did his thing. It was a rebrand. It was a repackage. It was a regift, so to speak. Questions, comments, concerns. It, to me, it doesn't. I'll be honest. It doesn't. It didn't feel much like a repackage to me. It felt like they just gave him a new name and and shorts. Oh, that's just, not that's not good. Like, <laughs> to me, no. I liked I liked Keith Lee to begin with, but okay if. Outside of the fact that we're saying his name is Bearcat and he's wearing baggy shorts, is he really that different than what he was last time we saw him on Raw? No. I, 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 see, yeah. I see a little bit what? difference. Flo-bo. I see a little what? difference. Okay, so, so here's, a problem I, here's a problem I think they were trying to solve. And again, I'm not a journalist, or I'm I'm working the back. I'm just a fan. It's like you then guys. What are you doing on this show? On this show, because well, I got the best camera, y'all. Because uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, so so here's the deal. You look at Keith Lee, and the first time I ever saw Keith Lee was years, years, years ago. Uh, some mm-hmm. old tapes uh, for independent mm-hmm. wrestling, and I had preconceived yep. notions when he walked out the first time. But over a 15 minute, 20 minute match, I was like, oh man, this guy can really go. Absolutely. The thing about Raw, you don't get 15, 20 minutes every week. Absolutely you, you get not. like eight with a commercial break. So I understand I'm trying to tweak mm. Keith Lee because you have to get fans who are maybe six, seven years old and their parents who are maybe casual to go, this guy is great. And I can tell you one thing, seeing a grown man as Bearcat says a lot about the character development and the investment in Keith Lee. And he came out with a little chip on his shoulder. Not too much. I mean, he beat up Akira Tozawa, which could go either way because he's a comedy act. But I saw a little bit of an edge that I didn't see before when he was on the main roster the first time. So I kind of like it. It's not going to solve everything, but I think it's a right step in the right direction. What, what, see, I don't think there was a, a problem with him, though. You know what I mean? I, that, what bothers me is I don't know if he needed 
He needed a repackage. I, it wasn't my fault you guys were like, come on, that, that Royal Rumble moment, that Survivor mm -hmm. Series moment, those moments still do resonate and they still do stick with me. I really don't know if Keith Lee needed a repackage. I, I, I didn't what I didn't think there was anything wrong, Jack. I'm with you. I he was one of my favorite guys over the past couple of years, uh, especially those big moments. Even in NXT, that gifable moment, gif or gifable moment, where he got uh, he plowed through Adam Cole, sending him right. into the stands, right. and I, he was great. But this is my thought on it: if we have to call him Bearcat, but we get Keith Lee, I'm okay calling him Bearcat. If that's all, if that's the only cost, as opposed to him getting some silly dancing gimmick or you know something like that i'll take just calling him bearcat and we get keith lee i think that's a great trade i'll take that any day of the week as long as i get keith lee on my tv to answer your question i don't think he needed a repackage either i i really think it was a good a good product if you want to use the the, the business thing a good product at the wrong time he came out it was great uh, but then there was also the braun Strowman train you had to deal with i mean there was other people mm. going around so like i was when you take him off tv you can't bring back the same thing so that's why i think it was repackaged but as far as him being out there and not connecting and say we have to change something i don't think it was his case here do you think it would have hit hit better if it was just a draft and he was just keith lee you know and but he was somebody was on smackdown i think so but you know what yeah. to jack's point i mean now it, it's a draft with a funny hat it's a draft with a new jacket it's a draft with some new tights like okay <laughs> take it very emperor's new emperor's new clothes <laughs> it is <laughs> It is interesting, though. It, it does kind of show that you you sort of need to play ball a little bit on the you know on Raw and and SmackDown because I'm sure and I've never met Keith Lee, but I'm sure he was saying when he got there, no, this is who I am, this is what works. But mm. it kind of shows sometimes you just gotta go by the name Bearcat and put on some basketball shorts. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> no, listen, man, I'm pulling for the brother, man, because I think he's I think he's a great talent. I think he does well. He represents himself well. He's he's a classy guy. He's listen, he's a he's a sweet, he's a, he's like a teddy bear, you know what I mean? As opposed to a bear cat. He's a he's 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 sweet, he's sweetest, sweetest pumpkin pie. You know what I mean? So listen, I'm pulling up I'm pulling for the brother, man. But look yeah, listen, it was glitz, it was glamour, man. It was like it was glitch. It was the class. I'm looking at Flo. Right now, I couldn't think of something sweeter at the top. Flow bow. This, as a, darling, my brain was working. I said, "What's sweet? What's sweet? What's sweet? What's sweet?" <laughs> he said, "Listen, it was it was beautiful, man. It was it was Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is an unorthodox place to have a wrestling match, man. But it was a culmination of something very beautiful, man. It was Kenny Omega. It was Brian Danielson. It was one of those things. It was Clash of the Titans. It was to me to the best of ever do it it's a guy in Brian Danielson that I did not think he would be able to get medically cleared at, at, at WWE to all the way getting to this moment at AEW and getting the moment had this match and the crowd was hot it was palpable you could cut it with a knife it was incredible the match was incredible as it was gonna as we all knew it was gonna be Brian Danielson Kenny Omega AEW uh, was a masterpiece probably the best match I think they've had in their entire short history what say you? Yeah, I went there. 
Well, I gotta be honest with you. It was top tier. You know what I'm saying? Look, New York City is yeah. a hot wrestling town. I was born, you know, born yes, and raised in Brooklyn myself. Picking yes. on Ass Stadium wouldn't be my first choice for venue. I, I, was, I, was, I know it was, I was interesting. It was, was interesting. interesting. But you know what? Why not make your own history and legacy, right? I think as a wrestling fan, you're like, well, if you could get the Hammerstein Blonde Room, great. Um, but the other Ass Stadium, that could be something they bring. Grand Slam, it's great because the team right next door, the Mets, aren't going to the playoffs. I think it was kind of ironic. Uh, <laughs> look, the match was great. I loved it. Uh, I think that Brian Danielson is someone that. We know he wants to still go. Kenny Omega is one of the uh, at the top of his form. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Kenny Omega, you can't deny that he has the chops, right? You trying to get everybody? Can you y'all get my? This y'all get back media can? No, I, like, I just said he's my. Yeah. I say he's great. <laughs> can- cancel me, y'all. <laughs> Leave back alone. I'll do it. I'll fall on the sword. Um, give the smoke the FOMO. <laughs> uh, yeah, top. I was telling the Jack on another show we do. I said, look, man, top of the hour. You give everyone what you advertise for. That's how you build goodwill with the fan base. My mm. only caveat is. It shouldn't have been a time limit draw, but I understand they want to make sure there's another chance to have them do it again. So that's why I don't really say it's the best they ever had, because the match technically was a non-finish. You can't say it's the best if it hasn't been ah. done. But it was great. It was great for what it was. I know what you're saying. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be diplomatic because everybody be getting on me about like hating like hating DQs and hating non-finishes and non-contests and interruptions. I'm sorry, I'm trying to evolve here because I hate all those things as well. So I'm trying to be glass half full and say that didn't ruin the spectacle. It flawless making me remember why I hate it. I'm the sweetest pumpkin pie. <laughs> Damn it, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything sweeter. I, I look, I, I I'm with you guys. I think that when you don't have a clean finish it's not as good i this match was amazing by the way i loved it i'm not one of those star ranking guys i know that there was a a whole tizzy on twitter about Meltzer giving this a five star review by the way that's a whole separate thing i don't know why we get so worked up over how a guy ranks matches i mean yeah, he's been doing it for a while but, especially that guy but just <laughs> there. i mean yeah it's whatever it's his opinion let, let him have his rankings make your own yeah, for, rankings if you for don't some like reason it. he's regarded as like a christ-like figure but right. i just I, but i don't see it. Uh, so in any case uh this was amazing i think this was the classic dream match that we thought of when AEW first started if there was ever a crossover something like a kenny omega versus a uh brian danielson my favorite part of this was before the whole thing really kicked off though is when they're in the ring i love how they just soaked in the moment instead of just rushing into doing yep. all this stuff and my very favorite moment dan brian danielson smiling the crowd's cheering and it zooms in on kenny omega mouthing the words i don't give a shit <laughs> it was the coolest just as far as a, as far as that role goes just the greatest thing I thought just that it's funny because we, we talk about how matches are more than super kicks and flips and things and for me that was indeed that was it. it they weren't even locking up yet and I was like this is great they're just <laughs> they're using what they got I agree though can't be the best of all time if they don't finish it I know oh, people oh. will say people will say yeah but it'll build to other things well you can't be the best if you're building to something else this is the first time I tried to be glass half full because I hate non finishes. And here y'all go. Y'all yeah. remember, listen, I'm, you know what, damn it. It's, it, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best match they've had today. Damn it, I'm tired of this, man. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm trying to be that. I'm trying to change. Wait, I'm trying to evolve. Wait, I'm trying to grow. You're, you're not sticking to your hot take? Hell no. Why no, are you even on I'm this done. show? <laughs> yeah, why are we <laughs> he pulled the whole listen. seven WCW Dustin Reynolds thing. Sorry, guys. I was wrong. <laughs> listen, what? Listen, listen. No, listen, because listen, because I'm always like, you know what? Because every single time I'm like, man, I, it would have been dope if it got a finish. And everyone's like, come on, man. Like, it doesn't take away the artistry the pageantry and the and I'm like 
Uh, you know what? So I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to change. Every year I'm trying to reinvent myself. You know what I mean? And this is that one thing I'm going to modify. You know what I'm saying? I said it was going to be chocolate chip cookies, but I ain't never going to stop eating those. <laughs> so I'm going to start. This is baby steps, man. I'm trying to say non-finishes can make good matches, even though it doesn't give you a result. I'm trying here, but I changed back, y'all. I've got peer pressure. It can be a good match. It's just I don't think it can be the greatest if it's not, if it's not self-contained. If you yeah. Absolutely. Like, if you have to look at other matches, it's kind of like why I never say Infinity War is the best movie of all time because it no needs way. so much other stuff. Without, to yeah, without, without the 15 movies before, it doesn't exist. No one cares. Right. Right. Exactly. So it can't be the best of all time. Now, this may lead to a better match and that match may be incredible and this may be the best thing in the world for them as far as what they're trying to accomplish. But in a vacuum on its own, a time limit draw to me is never going to be the best, just like the best football game will never be a tie game. That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Like I said, yeah, and everybody out there understand, man, if that, the hot take, that was a hot take. Infinity War, not the best movie. I'm so sorry. It's just not. It's it's a cheat code. It's every single person in the damn movie, man, and everybody gets to cook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn don't it, get Infinity wrong. War. Don't get me wrong. Infinity War and Endgame, my favorite to like to watch, but, but as give, far as but best give, movie, give, I can't. Have some guts. Say, say Incredible Hulk. Have some guts. <laughs> there's that's that's there's, ballsy, yeah. there's there's having there's having guts and having brains. I don't know if that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. I'm a Winter Soldier guy, man. I, I love oh, Ant Man. Yeah. I love Ant Man. We're getting off topic. I can talk. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. About that all day. Okay, so we got the, we got the draft coming up, guys. We got the draft coming up. I think it's, it's starting Friday on SmackDown. They're, they're going to shake things up. You know, people are going to switch here, switch there. I think there's going to be probably some, some some surprises, some people we haven't seen before. I'm actually thinking, hoping this ain't nothing dirty. This is me just hoping Mia Yim pops up somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, little Mia Yim action. But I wanted to do something a little different this morning, gentlemen. I wanted to do something because we're not going to do like our own draft, man. Listen, that would take up the whole damn show. Oh, yeah. um, and, and and with all due respect to Mike Dress, if it ain't Mel Kiper doing them. I really don't really give a damn about my drafts because <laughs> yeah. let's because let's be real. It the, the drafts fake. Our, our yeah. draft would be fake if the real ones come in Friday. Who the hell want to hear Evan Flobo and Jack's fake draft that ain't gonna have no implications? So right. I said, let's do something a little bit different. Let's do if we had a number one draft pick a piece. And, and taking every single professional wrestler, knowing what we know now, who would be our first pick in the draft? 
So, Jack, if you had to do it all over and you had a number one draft pick and Roger Goodell came out here and he was getting booed and they said with the number one pick, Jack Farmer selects who? who I'll boo Jack for no reason. Right. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So I can pick anyone and I get their whole career knowing what they... Knowing what you know now. Knowing what I know now. So you're telling me. I can get a guy who's going to perform at an all-time top level for 15 years and take very little time off, and then when he's done, we'll still come back as a legend regularly, all while being a sterling example in the community, making more Make-A-Wish wishes than anyone in history. And when he does retire, he's going to become a successful actor. And whether it's intentional or not, be an incredible ambassador to my brand, John Cena. And it's not even close. John Cena is the number one draft pick. But I ain't arguing that at all. I'm kind of mad I didn't put it. Yeah, so, but yeah, what the yeah, hell yeah, say yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, hold on. He took your number one draft, your goat pick. You're not upset about that? No, no, because I had it. Because I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen. I told you I'm trying to grow. He stole it from I'm you. To... <laughs> I had the first <laughs> pick, Flo, though. That's how. It's trying. It's, it's, it's this thing. These things are hard for me to do. I'm trying to be objective here. This whole damn show would be seen appreciation if I got away with it but damn it wouldn't nobody listen to this show and I'm trying to keep the, the listenership so I'm trying to be objective it's hard I was like I was like typing every time I was typing it was like that part in Liar Liar when I was trying to take what the, the pen was and I just kept putting Cena's name down <laughs> so what do you say well I, my, my wrestling promotion is going to have marquees all around the world want to have an iconic figure something you mm. can instantly see and go oh my gosh this guy killed it in his day because mm. Still hang today, whether or not it was a character work, whether it was pomp and circumstance, or that elbow drop. Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage is my pick. The Macho King Yield. I mean, whether or not you like Slim Jims or not, this guy is quintessential pro wrestling in multiple eras. That's my pick with the bullet. I can't even, I can't argue with that at all, man. I think Slim Jims are still around because of that, man. God rest his beautiful, sweet soul. They still Bone have, saw, baby, bone saw. They still have his uh, his cardboard cutout on their advertisement. I bet the hell they do. Uh, <laughs> I I love that when he came to WCW, he would just rock Slim Jim gear. Like, <laughs> What's the, uh, best? <laughs> the best? Can I say underrated characters? Like the the, the Madness era of Macho Man was fantastic for that new Yeah, era. like I said, Macho, Macho Man is my favorite wrestler growing up, man. So like I can't, I can't argue with anything you're saying as far as my first pick in the new in the draft of any wrestler I gotta go with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin man I, I think it would be very interesting to see how he would survive in this day and age right now and how people would perceive him and, and, and I gotta I just gotta give Stone Cold a little bit of love on the show man Stone Cold Steve Austin with my number one pick knowing what we know now what he represents what he was willing to do how he's willing to just be involved in so many great matches with so many great superstars man him the Bret Hart feud is absolutely sensational him with the rock absolutely sensational him with Vinnie Max absolutely sensational you could put him with anybody right now I would love to see peak Austin in this era with all these superstars right now just to see what he would do how he would approach how he would attack he's definitely more geared to AW now you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> but I would like but it'd be interesting to see him in this WWE with all the great talent that they have and represent because they're because because think about it, Austin and Roman would be dope you know what I mean so oh, like yeah. it'd be really dope to see that so um so I got my first pick of the draft would be Stone Cold Flobo has Randy Savage 
Jackass John Cena. I want to know what you guys would think if you had to do it all over again, knowing what you know now, and you had one pick, who would your first overall pick be in the entire history of professional wrestling draft? I got it right, but it's okay y'all got it wrong. I better see a bunch of people say Andre the Giant based on what they've been saying <laughs> oh, Lord, about Mount Rushmore. I better see everyone be like, Andre the Giant would be my first overall pick. Jack, turn on the fans. My goodness. <laughs> listen, man. Listen. We, we, <laughs> yo, we had, we, we, you know, Fergalicious definition. No, hold on. We had, oh, we have, <laughs> I don't even know how you do copyright stuff. Yo, we had Ferg, we had Fergal Ferg go against Roman Reigns, Extreme Rules. I wanted to touch on Extreme Rules a little bit. I didn't want to go down the whole damn match card. Everybody else already done that already. We have Fergalicious going against Roman Reigns, highlighted at night. Fergalicious um, uh, doing his thing. But, but, um, you say Fergalicious, but, I think like Alex Wright when he was doing the dancing gimmick, like down the yeah. road Yo, shout out to Alex Wright, baby. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, you know, but the highlight at night, Roman Reigns getting masked up in the crowd. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. entire life. Masking up, beating the brakes off Fergalicious, coming back, unmasking, beating the brakes off of Fergalicious. I love this match for so many reasons. I know people People are mad at the finish. I was kind of upset at the finish because I just wanted to see them you know, go. That kind of just makes it see now. See now makes me. And this is why I changed my thing, you know, about the whole Omega and, and Brian Danielson. You see what I'm saying? Because I was getting bombarded with all this dude. Come on, man! Like, like, the, why are you getting mad at the finish of like you know Ferg, Ferg, and like and Roman? I was like, damn it! What y'all want? I'm trying here, man. I didn't like the finish, man. I wanted to see that finish, but overall, I thought the match was sensational. Even though I do think um, um, Bianca and Becky he stole the show last uh, that night. I think that was the best match of the night, um, besides the tag mm-hmm. team match, of course. But um, I just wanted to talk about that match. Did, was the was the expectation what you thought? Did it exceed your expectation? Did you did you like the match? Did you hate the match? Did you like the finish? Did you hate the finish? What say you? As a match on its own, I loved it. Uh, I didn't like the finish either. Uh, to me, it was a very flat ending. It kind of took away from it a little bit for me personally. But yeah. the match itself was great. I, was. Do, I also loved that Roman put on the mask. Was, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> I, I got to be safe while I'm fighting a demon. Incredible! <laughs> I got to be. But it was actually really, I thought that was a great moment. The whole match in general, I, some people may have thought it was cheesy, but I loved when Balor was out and his music hits and he comes back to life. I thought that was, it gave me very old school Undertaker vibes. I was there for it. The, the kid wrestling fan in me was just mm. over the moon when he did that. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of the turnbuckle breaking as the reason that he, he lost. It just felt a little like eye roll to me. I know some people are like, hey, it you know, kind of protects the demon in a loss. I'd rather he just lost than, than kind of stumble in a trip or whatever causing the, the loss. Or already, a more, he's already lost as a demon before, you know. Yeah, or as even I would have preferred a more blatant action. Even I would have preferred more if the Usos just got the upper hand and they beat him down or something, as opposed to the the ring broke. And I'm sure they'll have some kind of story for it or continuation of it on on Friday. But for me, I just I just wanted to see the match. It's like this: the demon comes out every like two years. Give me like don't give me a funny finish. I because it's gonna <laughs> Make be another a decision. Two, right. Yes, it's gonna be another two years before we see him again. And <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yeah, the last time <laughs> two years, I was embarrassed. <laughs> Either way, uh, no, I I like the match too. You know what? I just 
because I'm outside, I'm doing the events outside, and sometimes I feel like a total loon when I'm in a room outside wearing my mask and no one else is, you know, trying to be as safe as I can. I get a little kind of awkward, I kind of like, you know, uncomfortable, but you see the tribal chief stick his hand out and say, mask me, bro. I go, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. So I can imagine my impressionable youth, I'll probably be getting all the masks. They should have those on sale at Shop Zone, you know what I'm saying? All the yeah, masks. I would buy would have straight to that shop. Like, mama, buy me the mask. Buy me yes. the mask. Look, big match Balor, man. When you need someone to look good in a yeah. short space of time, unfortunately, Finn Balor is that guy. I think going in, we didn't have any expectations of him winning. But as a writer, I would love to have him win that match. Uh, but the match itself was great. The finish, I'm okay with. What I'm not okay with is that Finn Balor got the same Goldberg disease, the same Bobby Lashley disease of clutching the knee, right? If you're a, a referee and that happens, it's a mass stoppage, right? It'd be like, oh my God, he's hurt. This is something outside of the, of the realm of wrestling. This is beyond what, what happens normally. Let's stop the match. So that led to the loss. That's why I think people are up in arms. But the idea of, of something happening that was out of you couldn't expect causing a demon to lose, I'm okay with. So, like, I'm not glorious about it. I probably won't say it's the best match of the year, but it got the job done. Fergalicious, his body's so vicious, he be up in the gym just working on his finish. <laughs> working on his finish. <laughs> working on his finish. Just working on his finish. Let's go look. <laughs> yo, yo, I swear to God, yo. <laughs> I wouldn't have the moxie to say that dude's face, man, because I ain't trying no. to get slid. Don't let it I'm not tell you that dude, he's, he's, he's small in stature, but he's larger than life. I can't explain it. He got an aura, I'm telling you. He's he got a, a glow. He's a rock star. Yeah, he got like an Irish glow. I swear, as God is my witness, I am not playing that dude like levitates when he walks in the room. I swear to God. I swear. I was like, this dude is a superstar, man. (laughs) I said it before. I'll say it again. Go wear a leather jacket and just your underwear and walk around the house and tell me if you have even a fraction of the confidence that dude does when he walks out to the ring. (laughs) Because <laughs> like, it takes it takes some you you got to be a special kind of person to truly pull off the leather jacket and he does it in his ring gear come on like that's True. that's unparalleled True. that's unparalleled <laughs> but uh but everybody listening right now man <laughs> on the, on the Mac Mania podcast I wanted to bring it down a couple notches man I wanted to I wanted to bring it down a couple notches and get real serious right now man there's a little bit of time for that for that D-Lo appreciation mm. you know what I'm saying you oh, yeah. D-Lo appreciation in the building right now what's going on Flobo? you know the deal is D-Lo Brown is one of the best to ever do it but doesn't get the credit mm-hmm. he deserves but I'm not talking mm-hmm. about D-Lo right now I'm talking about one of the the most famous the most influential, one of the most decorated mm. professional wrestlers of all time. I'm talking about mm. the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Former Ooh. WWE champion, now working with Omos. And you see Omos has gone by leaps and bounds. He's shacked up with a legend. But I can tell you one thing. At a promotion that's thriving right now called Impact, AJ credits one man for learning about the business and learn about oh. character work, and learn about oh. being the best he could possibly be. And that man is D'Lo Brown. I have a quote here for you. D'Lo once said, um, after the match, AJ would pick my brain. He would go out to dinner and talk psychology and talk about the business. And not that I claim to have taught him everything, but I felt I had a small part in building the guy with that short hair to now being the phenomenal one on television. So without D'Lo Brown, they're in AJ Styles. And that's this week's D'Lo Appreciation. Damn, there was a D-Lo roundabout way. He used D-Lo, he appreciated D-Lo by talking about AJ being great. It was a th- it was like a Christopher Nolan type twist. I didn't see it coming. 
and and to to think that maybe this is why AJ has long hair now is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic dealer told him, "Hey man, a guy without hair, he's probably going to out." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we've been to yo. Shout out to D-Lo Appreciation, man. That was that was I didn't see it coming, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys! It's been two weeks in a row. We've done Mount Rushmore of who we thought are the best of all time, like not not our favorites of all time, or who we feel should be on the Mount Rushmore for professional wrestling. Flo will give you his. Jack gave you his. So I'm giving you mine right about now. I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna go. Every <laughs> Flobo's licking his chops. I rubbed my I hands like this. Birdman. I, <laughs> I thought about this. I gave this some deep thought. I was wondering what I could do, and I was like, you know, I have a couple ideas, man. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I kid you not. Macho Man Randy Savage. That's my guy. John Cena is on my Mount Rushmore. I'm not taking him off for you haters. Ba, ba, na, ba. Jack Draft. Um, I do have I uh, listen, I did put Stone Cold on there. I will explain. And Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm. So how do you feel about this before I explain? How you feel? Is it, is it, very, is it eclectic enough? What do you, is, is it okay? Did it hit you wrong? Anything give a chill up your spine? You feel like I was disrespecting anybody? Andre the Giant guy. Yeah, Andre the Giant guy. I don't know how you Listen, how you come ain't with none that. of us gonna put ain't no one's putting on Andre the Giant. I'm sorry. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that happen afterwards. And my guys yeah. put on some great people, man. And I was like, and it's why it's so good we did uh, three different ones because we because I feel like we got a lot of people. Out of the 12 people we picked, we got a lot of people, man. Macho man for me, when I was growing up, man, he was everything. When you're younger and you see somebody, he's one of the first brightly colored guys you see, man. Like the the the, the my favorite thing about him is when I read and I heard that he he had super anxiety problems and he had super stage fright mm -hmm. and he was and he, and he had to cut promos and to me one of the greatest things about him is how he turned that awkwardness and that persona and turning his way, body away from the camera and putting on the glasses as as a as a and he he turned it and turned that frown upside down and made it a part of his mystique and he would just say things and do things and him and Mean Gene I think he I'm sure he would credit Mean Gene for a lot of these interactions and 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 Sherry got rid of soul and these things that he would do based and like literally using his anxiety to his strength is one of my favorite things. I thought he was awesome in the ring as far as as far as that time and what he represented and being like literally literally an icon man and and reinventing himself in WCW and and being literally was just embodied everything I wanted as far as a, as a professional wrestler man with from from the from the from the gear to the to the promos to the just just being outrageous man just outrageous just listen to him do a commentate on WrestleMania nine yeah. I brought it up again. <laughs> so, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's not my fault. It just somehow always pops up. It's a great pay per view. No, so, so that's macho man. And um, like so I like man, I love much man. That's why I kind of love that you talked about it earlier, Flobo. You kind of like checked all the boxes that I wanted to talk about, so I so I didn't have to talk about it as much, man. But yeah, I just I just love macho man. I put him on my Mount Rushmore. He's never going. He's never going away. And that leads me to Cena. Cena is what I feel like we talk about it all the time. I know people talk about impact and I, and, and I talk about being a guy to kind of go through like that attitude era and, you know, and, and ruthless aggression and trying to come up with this, the new era when they're trying to make things more kid friendly. And they were trying to make things more commercial and they were trying to attract different people. It, it, I, they had to find a guy that was able to do it. They had to find a guy that was willing to be able to 
make fun of himself, but also stay true to his values. They had to find somebody that, had, that was willing to do put in the work to get better in ring. They had to find somebody that was going to make people better. They had to find someone that could cut promos. They had to do all this in everyone. And, and I know he's on the Mount Rushmore, whether people want to admit it or not, because he moves the needle. No matter what, when he comes out, now people just chant Cena sucks just because it's fashionable. I don't even think y'all believe it anymore. Truly, I just I don't even know if y'all believe it anymore because when he was gone, I think y'all felt his, his absence because I was there live when that dude's music hit. There wasn't a, there wasn't no one else. Everyone was standing on their feet. Uh, that to me that that shows an icon. That's somebody that's standing the test of time. That's John Cena on the Mount Rushmore. Um, I, what you want me to say? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> He was on my Mount Rushmore, the correct Mount Rushmore, and uh, for an obvious, <laughs> like, like, no, the Cena like sucks things, I think, is right up there with the Kurt Angle, you yeah, suck chant. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a thing you do. So uh, annoying, though. Uh, I, know. I think the guy saying, let's go Cena, is the same guy saying Cena sucks in those dueling chants. I think it's just the same people, like, you're just, you're, people are saying both. They're not just picking one. They're just like, let's go Cena, Cena sucks, let's go, you know, and, uh, and of course, Macho Man it, it doesn't get mentioned enough that outside of Hulk Hogan, Macho Man's still the number one impression of what a pro wrestler Agreed. is. 100%. Like if you go, in fact, a lot of people, I think, do Macho Man impressions before they do Hogan impressions. And Those uh, were the two, though, man. Those guys, were they were icons, man. Yeah. And he doesn't get enough credit for his longevity as well because going from the 80s through the, uh, the Attitude Era and the, uh, the NWO and all this other stuff, he's been around forever and just amazing matches, just a rock star of a guy, too, uh, using that term again. Except definitely like in the 80s, he was exactly what a rock star would look like with his yeah. tassels yeah, they, and yeah, cowboy absolutely. hats yeah. and like big That's Motley, that's Motley Crue yeah. or like White Snake or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, except just the most intense promos ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Yo, y'all listen, if anybody ain't seen that, listen to me, man. Y'all gotta watch that. The better than the best promo with Sherry. Y'all gotta watch Cream of the Crop, of course. You gotta watch crop, this dude. Yeah. This dude is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> watch that better than the best. It's like a minute long, man. <laughs> but it's so damn good. Yeah, so yeah, I think so yeah, Macho Man Cena, um, Austin for obvious reasons, man. Just being that just being that guy that can that can that made uh, throwing up a middle finger fashionable, got so many kids in trouble at school um <laughs> and so, adults. So, i i never forget it it's it's it's, it's separate but it's kind of it's kind of the same i remember when dx were doing their whole sucker thing and they took like when i was in school teachers didn't know what they what kids were doing until they and then they like and then one day they like found out and they like outlawed it we were like everyone was like doing that in the hallways to each other like the suck it thing and the teacher <laughs> didn't know what it was and then one day they found it like this has been banned from school. <laughs> like they just some. I just picture some teacher like watching like Raw one night accidentally and being like, "What? <laughs> oh like, dear that's lord!" That's what they're doing. <laughs> so, like, so like so Austin and everything he represents when it when it comes to his persona and his attitude and being and being that guy from the ringmaster and 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 cutting that promo at the King of the Ring and something I don't even think he knew. I don't think he knew it was gonna hit. I didn't think he knew when he said that to the King of the Ring and he'd come out that Monday it would be like that. So, so to to be able to and, and when you, if you watch it, if you watch Broken Skull Session, you hear how his ring acumen and how he always talks about telling stories in the ring, or he talks about bumps, or he talks about what each person represents and how they how how they are as a superstar. He's a student of the game, career cut too short, and um, I think he, I think I don't think too many people argue me if I put him on the Mount Rushmore um, Sports Entertainment. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen his name come up more often in our Mount Rushmore's, honestly. I mean, he's the face of one of the most popular eras of pro wrestling. And as you mentioned, I think everyone, to a degree, even just the idea of getting to 
flip off your boss and hit him with a stunner <laughs> is I, just, I think people wanted to live vicariously through him so much uh, as well. And uh, I, some of that I always remember with someone like Stone Cold, though, is, is patience. Like right. a lot of people, they think about him, his time on the mountaintop, but he was around for a long time before he got there. Yeah, I still see so many people, you know, they'll see a CM Punk go to AEW and they're like, why right. isn't he challenging for the world title right now? Right. Let him have time. Let him mm -hmm. get going. Because it was a, even as Stone Cold was super hot, it was still a while before he became the champion. It's true. Yeah, and uh, so that's what I always slow think cook, about. Baby, with him. Slow cook, baby. Slow cook. Give him time. It's, it doesn't have to happen overnight. Uh, excellence of execution, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. We all know with, with how many great products come out of the Great White North, um, not just Vesper of Evil, but so <laughs> many, so many different great, great results. Think about it, how many people say they come out of the Landstorm Academy. I don't want Jack to lose his damn oh, he popped right. hard. He saw we don't oh, got too much. We don't got too much time my now. Boy. It's like less <laughs> appreciation next week, guaranteed. <laughs> you know, not in the, but literally just in when you when you when you think Canada, when you think professional wrestling. One of the names you think about it is, is the Hart Foundation. It, it is Stu's Dungeon. It is um, Brett the Hitman Hart for different reasons. Um, God rest uh, Owen Hart's soul. And then you got Natty still doing her thing. Jim Neanville. Now, all these great things. TJ, all these great things that come out of There's so many great products that come out of there. Kevin Owens. It, it's like, you know, but I can, you can, we can go and go and go and go about how, how many great Canadian wrestlers there are. But I think one of the foundations of all that and, and the reason why people have a love for the business is Bret Hart and his family and what they represent. So I always got to give. I, it, it took me a little bit to think about who, I should, who the fourth person should be, but I got to put Bret Hart on the Mount Rushmore as well. Excellence of execution, um, and I still want them damn sunglasses. Uh, yeah, I, well, the greatest greatest Canadian wrestler of all time is Fish Stratish, but I would have thought that you ain't. I ain't gonna argue with Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you I, want me to say, boy, Stratus five? <laughs> she is Stratus five for real. I thought you would have put Randall Keith Orton on that list, man. I really thought you were a Randall Ooh. Keith Orton guy that you would have put him in there. Yeah, and you know, because he's I call him I call him top five all the time. So so he's 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 like I said, we're not doing favorites. Though. I'm doing Mount Rushmore uh, favorites list. We'll do another time. Um, I hold Randy in a high regard than most people think I do. And when they y'all people will know how high I say when I say top five, I say top five. But nobody knows where I put him in the top five. Oh, but he's he's way up there. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. way up there. He literally is exactly what I would build. Chris Hemsworth's the guy I would build in the laboratory, but the wrestler I'd build in the laboratory, that dude right there, man. <laughs> Randy Orton's he's everything, man. That's the that, I'm telling you, that's the mighty Mississippi right there, man. Constant that, and consistent, baby. That's uh, how was, good that was, Randy that Orton is. In, in talking about Bret Hart being on the Mount Rushmore, we're talking about Randy Orton. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how good. I, loved, a, I can't tell you how much. Killer. I'm one of those people, you want to talk about a high take, I'm one of those people who think the greatest faction in history is evolution of all time. Uh, whoa. Of all time. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm one of those. We'll uh, talk about that differently. Sure. Yeah, Randy, Randy, Randy Orton, I think, up. definitely once you like once he's gone and I always think you got to get people out of your uh, oh. they got to be off TV before you get to like really encapsulate them but I agree he's one of the he's one oh. of the all times and uh, he's always slowly moving up my list personally but Bret Hart growing up I, he was my guy. He was my favorite, Bret Hart. I always, I, I love the, uh, the uh, obviously I'm a Lance Storm fan, so I love the uh, the serious wrestlers that were like good technically. I always loved that. Uh, I like that he's kind of getting his flowers a little bit more than he was because a lot of people I think were Shawn Michaels guys and Shawn Michaels great too. But it <laughs> yeah. seems like uh, a lot of people I... with, with teams like FTR and stuff talking about how great Bret Hart was. Yeah. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more credit again. I love Bret Hart and to your point, 
Man, those sunglasses. I love that jacket. I love oh. the whole thing. I'd have killed someone for those sunglasses. What the hell you mean, no, What you mean, I'd have killed someone for those sunglasses. I don't, I don't want to be canceled. I've been already canceled three times in this episode. <laughs> but I was never a Bret Hart fan. Like, never. I was never a Bret Hart fan. Not You wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't be. Like, I, I call Bret Hart a BMW wrestler, and that is they're fantastically made and crafted. Uh, but I would not buy one. I would not drive one. And and so, <laughs> sorry for the brand drop. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, like, when people say, when people gush about Bret Hart, I, I nod and I go, wrestling's for everyone. Everyone. I have a segment called D'Lo Appreciation. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> but, but as a kid, I would watch Bret Hart come out in pink and give away his glasses like, he's just trying to kiss and like him. And I never had any connection Yo. to him. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Flobo's you don't, cruising around his... Don't ever apologize for your opinion, man. It's, this is America. But, uh, Flobo's <laughs> cruising around his radio flyer saying he wouldn't drive a BMW. Yeah, man. I'm pushing my own self. pushing myself like a skateboard. But, Damn, I man, I'd, have, I'd have killed someone for those glasses. You can say what you can oh, say yeah. whatever you want, man. Me too. If, if I was like in the second row and Bret Hart came out, I would have killed the kid in front of me and taken his spot. <laughs> <laughs> like right there, little Jack. I would just ah. <laughs> See, Jack, don't kill that child. <laughs> Listen, man, yo, we, we, we gonna have to unpack that Bret Hart thing. I would love, I would love that because I understand. Like I said, you're that's that's what that's what's beautiful about it. You don't have everyone's like, dude. I go, you don't you stop back. That's what I always say to people when I say something. I go, do you do you like Brussels sprouts? And some people are like. No, I go. Then you're a hater. I go. You don't like everything. That's right. Like everyone doesn't. You don't. There's things that you don't like or things that you don't agree with. Why does everyone act like when someone says something that you don't agree with that it's bad? I go. You don't like everything. Right. You, you don't. You, you don't like everything. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, but but, but everybody freaks out. Yeah, I went there. Damn it. The Bay High. Are you kidding me? She I. <laughs> I give her this. I give you. You want to talk about a BMW? I give her the so-so hand. She's a BMW. I give her that. I give her the eh. But with the wow, so-so. I give her the. She's like she's like me. But with that being said, Flo B, those boot thing of the week. Flo B, those boot thing of the week. It better not be Beyonce. Well, yes, it's gonna be Beyonce now. <laughs> so this week was actually pretty, pretty dope for the women. A lot of choices here. We had we had the Master Solar Show, as you said. Becky Lynch came back. Stasha Banks had the appearance at Extreme Rules. Not to mention Bianca Belair is proving she can hang. And just to say that jacket on Friday, having the four horsewomen on her on her shoulder was dope. Very Flames. cool, very cool. But my pick is actually the most curious storyline I'm all about, and it's Naomi. Naomi is somebody oh. that people love on Twitter. They say she's an opportunist, and they, they made do. that into a storyline. And I love the fact that Sonya Deville is neutral with every other person in the roster. But for some reason, it's pissed off when Naomi's like, can I have a match? Can I do what I've been contracted to do? So I'm on board with this. This has got a little bit of a protest segment on Friday Night SmackDown, having her force me removed for asking for a match, which is pretty cool. Even though we're on a show that people ask for matches all the time, it's nutty, but it gets Naomi on TV, and finally a personality trait we can grab onto and go, I see myself in her first step as the best step, Naomi's boot thing of the week. Can't, can't argue with anything about Naomi getting some shine. I don't care, even though they're leaning into an angle because people are giving them a whole lot of shit for it. <laughs> so they're lean, so so I like when people lean into stuff. Like, you know what? We let's not ignore this because people are giving us some smoke. Like they're seeing what's going on in the Twitter sphere. There's a groundswell because that chick is a superstar. Mm -hmm. And they and they know it. I don't want to hear nothing about people cutting promos because if we start doing that about people who can't cut, cut promos, the rosters across the world will be very, very slim pickings. Let's stop acting like everybody. Everybody can cut a promo. Let's, can we please stop? There's like 5% of the world of professional wrestlers that can cut a dynamite promo. Let's stop. Please. Right. So that's not that's not why you guys are holding her back, but I like that she's I like that she's getting shine right now. 
Yeah, I think I, I agree with you, Evan, too. I love when they lean into stuff like this. Like, yeah, lean it's in. there. It's it's there. It's already made for you. Just follow along with it. And again, this is one of those things where I think being patient and her not getting a match the first week she asked and making us wait and making it build up. And then she's going to get that match. And then I don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to be something we're all excited about now. And it's going to be just a match instead of yes. it, like being some big deal. And that's, that's the magic of wrestling is when you can make the smallest things feel important. And so this is great. Absolutely. And you know, so like, like, like I said, I'm pulling, I'm pulling for it, man. Let's just listen. Let's, let's, Naomi booth day in a week. Let's just go, man. You know, damn it. <laughs> Naomi two belts. Let's keep give give her all the titles. Naomi tag team chair. Let's just give her all the belts. I'm just <laughs> and, and shout out to the Beehive. I can't stand y'all either. Listen, <laughs> we gonna end this show with the great segment I call Haul the Way, Jackie Boy. Yes, Haul the Way. So this is a segment where I'm gonna name a wrestler and we try to figure out if they retired today, if they retired right now. Have they already done enough to go to the Hall of Fame? We're not saying what they will accomplish as their con career continues. We're assuming if they retired right this minute. So I'm going to pitch a name to you guys. And before I explain my thoughts, I'm just going to say the name and let me know what you guys think. If this person's done enough to go to the Hall of Fame, mm. has Baron Corbin gone Hall the way? Has he done enough at this point to make it to the Hall of Fame if he retired today? Damn. You're asking if the happiest man in WWE is able to go to the Hall of Fame? I love, I love me some Baron Corbin, but I will respectfully say no. But I love him. Love, 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 love. So, but not at this, not at this point. So he, no. you think he might make it down the road, but not, not yet. Yeah, but not, not at this present. No, not no. if his career stopped, because that's what this is about. If his career stopped today, would he get in the hall? I say no. Who was his accolades? King of the Ring. So, he so he's a. It's a good question. He's a U.S. champion, former U.S. champion, okay. Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy winner, okay. Mister right. Money in the Bank, King of the Ring, Assistant General Manager, WWE Year End Award for Most Hated. Uh, and he retired Kurt Angle while being a featured main player on the main Damn. roster for five years. So can I can I can I can I waffle today? <laughs> waffle, baby. So he's in, baby. Right, here's, here's the uh, here's here's the con. If you're looking against it at this point, still hasn't won a world title, failed to cash That's in true. the money in the bank, and That's true. for all his other things, he's only actually won one championship. Uh, all other things aside. So here, so, hearing that, I, I'm going to say I'm completely confident in saying that I would not put him in the Hall of Fame. And here's why. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I do. Because retiring people isn't really that big. I mean, it is to wrestling fans, but like no one cares that Zack Ryder it's, it's, retired Tommy Dreamer in ECW. Like no one. You know what I mean? It's like a, um, you know, it's like a thing. It's like a respect, a sign of respect. Yeah. You know, it's a passing of the torch. It's a. Right. For, yeah, you know what I mean? It's. But that doesn't really get to the Hall of Fame. King of the Ring, I was like, well, that that's something. But then like, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Billy Gunn win the King of the Ring one year? Like in 99? Like this, that's not really a guaranteed. He is in the Hall of Fame. As DX, not as a solo competitor. Like he He's part of the generation that new age outlaws. So, like, I look at every one of those U.S. championships doesn't really mean as much as Intercontinental Championships. So How dare you? It, it does. No, in, in WWE. In WCW, is a whole different thing. I, I, I'm with you. Please don't hurt me, Jack. <laughs> you just, you know, please. Uh, but, yeah, I think listen to all those things, even though I enjoy them, I got to say no. I have to say no. Yeah, I'm saying no as well. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a close one, uh, but to all the points you're saying, I don't know if it's it's just yet. I think he will be. Uh, I don't know whether he's a headliner or not. I don't know, but he'll. Uh, I think he'll definitely get there. He, it's crazy how much he's been on TV, how much he's been used, how many accolades he does have for having just the one championship reign, though. That actually shocks me. Cursing he's the trying so many, and he's trying. I like what he's trying to make lemonade out of everything he's been given. I really do yeah. respect that. Like I said, he's he's a, he's a student of the game. He's he's actually really a really a really smart dude mm-hmm. and a deep a deep thinker, man. If you really listen to him talk like when he's off script, I, I, so I'm pulling for him truly. He's the best heel in the game, and that's and I, yes, yeah. and I know people say no, it's MJF, no, no, no Baron it's, Corbin, it's, it's, no, it's Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin, Baron Corbin, maybe even Nia Jax, but those two. And, and there's something about a heel that I that, that that makes me think they can beat the brakes off me. And Baron strikes terror. I think Baron hurts hurt me, man. If you yeah. I mean, that's another thing that's about a heel being good. Like, I, I, there's some intimidation factor. That's a big dude, man. Um, yeah. All the way, uh, Jack Farmer says, Baron Corbin, um, what say you guys? We all say no currently. That was a damn good haul the way. That was because I don't want to slander my man Baron Corbin, but I do want to slander Beyonce. That's <laughs> it for us right now. No, but no, <laughs> Flo over the watch. She got mad power, man. This thing might get canceled tomorrow. Real right, yeah. yo, I sa- love you, Beyonce. Sasha Fierce, oh, where you at? Yo, yo, <laughs> yo Flo Bo, Jack, yo, your boy E Mac, man, Mac Mania, we out, yo.